Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. This podcast is part of the Ask Us series, where the reference librarian shares answers to some of our favorite questions from the past and provides information on topics you've pondered but didn't know who to ask. Now you do. So we begin the tale of Robin Hood. Hello, I'm JL, your reference librarian, and we're going to plunge into yet another either historic or literary figure, depends on who you talk to, and that of course is Robin Hood. So everybody knows the tale of Robin Hood. He lives in the woods in some cases Sherwood Forest, in fact most of us would associate him with Sherwood Forest. He has his band of merry men, and he has a few in particular, Little John, Friar Tuck, Will Scarlet, Alan Adale, and of course his love, the lovely Maid Marian. Together they oppose the evil Prince John, the Sheriff of Nottingham, and even Guy of Gisborne. Robin himself is the greatest archer in the land, and robs from the rich and gives to the poor. But at least that's how we hear it. And that's how the movies have certainly presented it to us. But is that how it's always been? Well, not quite. And so, we'll go from the beginning. Robin Hood was certainly not a real person in the sense of the stories that we currently hear. But, It can't be said he's an entirely fictional one, either. To start with, when they begin looking at court records and land records, you begin to see names like Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robert Hood, and Robin is a nickname for Robert. So Robert Hood and Robin Hood would be the same person. These people show up on a lot of court records, yes, a lot of arrest records, to enough that, while it could have very much been a common name, it was also apparently a fairly common alias for various individuals, perhaps of dubious legal qualities. And we have a few that do seem to have followed a lot of the Robin Hood legend. Some of them were outlaws, some of them were foresters, and it's important to realize that while certain later legends have Robin as a nobleman, most of these people were generally what they called yeomen. In other words, a free man who was not a member of the nobility. Kind of the medieval middle class. We have a person named Robert of Wakefield, who definitely lived as an outlaw, eventually became a servant of the king, not Richard or John, by the way, and another, William of Cassingham, who fought against a French invasion during the reign of John and seemed to have been on John's side with an army of over a thousand bowmen, apparently. And these would not have been knights, these would have been common soldiers. But again, this is another candidate for having been the real Robin Hood. But with such a diverse number of people, and we have 
these records of these people everywhere from Nottingham, of course, to up in York, specifically Barnsdale, and even in an area called the Weald in Kent, just a little bit farther south in England. We can also assume that stories came up about these people, like we do about Bonnie and Clyde and Jesse James in America and other outlaws throughout the world, and that these stories eventually became our Robin Hood stories. And that's where we get to the stories, because not only would these stories have been told about these outlaws, perhaps if a story made its way into another place, it would be applied to the local outlaw, and then they would all become Robin Hood, and it would go on. As these ballads began to be passed down and told, by the 14th century we have something called the Jest of Robin Hood. Now the Jest of Robin Hood is one of the earliest actual texts we have of a Robin Hood story. There's a lot of things about this that we would recognize. He's an outlaw. He lives in the woods, but not Sherwood Forward. Indeed, it's as we say, Robin Hood in Barnsdale stood. Barnsdale is in Yorkshire, and it's a bit north of Nottingham. In this story, Robin meets a penniless knight, finds out that he is penniless because he owes the church money, lends him money, and then little John accompanies this knight to pay off his debt and eventually leads to Robin becoming friends with the knight and enemies with the local churchman, the local bishop. But it's interesting that Robin Hood in this is not portrayed as anti-church. Well, not anti-religious. Indeed, it starts by him proclaiming his veneration for the Virgin Mary. And the abbot who he opposes is the abbot of St. Mary's. So it's not the Christian faith that Robin is opposed to in this, but the corrupt churchman, which in the Middle Ages would have been a common theme. You know, the church and the noble were the ones that you worked and gave all your money to them, and they seemed to live rather comfortable lives. An abbot in a place like St. Mary's would have been a very rich and comfortable man. And so Robin is often portrayed as robbing rich monks a rich churchman. Doesn't seem to be giving it to the poor, except for maybe himself. But the jest of Robin Hood begins to tell you a lot of these things. Robin is a yeoman. He lives in the woods. He's an outlaw. But he does fight for the right. The knight has been wronged. And he and Robin eventually become friends. And you see, again, with little John, Robin's merry men. These stories go on, and we get a lot of other written-down versions, and of course, most of us would be familiar with Howard Pyle's The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood. Most of us, certainly myself, read as children. And that's where Robin, again, becomes the legendary figure we know. Some of these add things. The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood includes a tale called Robin and the Colonel Friar, which we know started showing up by the Tudor era and became Friar Tuck. It's also in the Tudor era that a female character is introduced. Now, there had been female characters 
Most people familiar with the Robin Hood legend know that eventually a prioress betrays him and he shoots his arrow as he's dying. He shoots his arrow out, tells them to bury him where this arrow lands. And some of these historical Robin Hoods and early Robin Hood tales talk about Robin Hood having a wife. In some of these foresters could very well have been going out during the the summer months and robbing the rich and hiding in the woods and then sneaking back to their wife when the weather got bad because nobody's going to be hunting outlaws when it's cold out but if the wife is named at all she's named Matilda but eventually Matilda does indeed become Marion in the stories and one of the places that we first run into Marion or Matilda as Marion, is Robin Hood and the May Day celebrations. If you're familiar with the celebration of May Day, it's kind of the passing of the bad weather and the celebration of coming in of summer, and it's celebrated with dancing, midnight bonfires, and revelry. And if you go to places that have May Day celebrations, you will certainly meet Robin Hood. For Robin Hood is generally one of the characters that are associated with these May Day celebrations, whether it's in the form of mummers plays being performed by the local people, or Robin Hood hitting you up for some for a donation to be given to charity. And at that point, they decided to add a female figure who would also hit you up for a donation for charity, and that became Marion. And eventually, because Marion and Robin were associated with May Day, they became associated with each other. So, May Day also brings in another question. Religion. Robin Hood is often portrayed, especially modernly, as not being Christian, as being some connection to the remnants of the pagan past of England. Certainly May Day, a lot of the May Day celebrations have their roots in pagan celebrations. Not all of them, but the Christian church was well known to take existing pagan celebrations and turn them into Christian celebrations, and that way the people would still get to celebrate but instead of celebrating some old pagan tradition, they were celebrating the new Christian traditions. Good for the people, good for the church. And because of his association with May Day, a lot of people will make an association with that pagan past and Robin. And of course, he lives in the woods, and the woods are dark and mysterious. And there are many legendary figures who live in the woods. The character of the Green Man, which is an image for seasonal celebrations of a man covered in leaves, colored green, who may or may not be some sort of pagan god. And some versions that the line between him and Robin Hood gets blurred. In other places, the line between Robin Hood and Robin Goodfellow, who Shakespeare calls Puck, is also blurred. Recent TV shows, well, relatively recent. Uh, in the 80s, there was a show called Robin of Sherwood, which very much portrayed Robin as being tied 
to the spirits of the forest and to the pagan past. Even while he had Friar Tuck with him, and even while there was a Saracen associated with that particular Robin's band, which brought the idea of a Saracen, which many of us will even be familiar with from the Kevin Costner movie, into the Robin Hood legend. So that Robin Hood as a pagan was, you know, and has often made its way into other modern retellings. But if we look back at the jest of Robin Hood, he starts by proclaiming his veneration for the Virgin Mary. And of course, stories being told in a very Christian country in England, again, portray Robin as a devout Christian. Not a devout servant of the church, but a devout Christian. So, it seems that we'll get a new Robin Hood movie every couple years. And of course, Robin Hood books. I mentioned Howard Pyle. I mentioned Jest of Robin Hood. I'd be neglectful to mention another version of Robin Hood that we're all familiar with, which is the 1819 story Ivanhoe, which many of us, you know, I remember reading Ivanhoe as a kid and being thrilled to see that that was Robin Hood that was showing up in there. And I will be in line for every Robin Hood movie that comes out, whether it has Kevin Costner, Errol Flynn, or a cartoon fox. And I will read any Robin Hood book and watch any Robin Hood TV shows. And, of course, I will happily record any Robin Hood podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you're not sorry that you asked. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Have a question you want the answer to? Visit the library's website at steubenvillelibrary.org.